Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the podcast. We begin tonight with some late breaking news. It has come to the attention of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast that I, your host, Emerson Whitner, am not in fact a black woman. This development was uncovered earlier this evening at 8.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and was later confirmed through a post I made on Facebook. I am, in fact, a Caucasian male. I want to apologize for any confusion this may have caused. However, the Wrestling Outsiders podcast begins right now. The wrestling is the wrestling is the wrestling is the Here are your hosts. Here are your hosts. Emerson Whitner. Emerson. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 Brian Whitman. How, how much does that guy weigh? No! 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 Another brand new edition of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I am your host with the most, the one, the only, the in fact the only host who ever appears on the show anymore, it seems, Emerson Whitner. And tonight, at least temporarily, once again, I am not joined by my co-host, the only person who can miss two shows in a row and still be my co-host, my brother, Brian Whitner. I would ask Brian, in this situation normally, how is he doing tonight? However, he's not here to ask. And allegedly, he may be on later tonight. However, if last week is any indication, he might not be. Uh, so, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm actually texting him right now, asking him what is up. And, you know, going back to the open of the show, again, I do want to apologize to anyone who thought that I may be a female of African-American descent. Turns out that that is not correct. I am just a Caucasian male. I'm a white guy. I'm a white boy. If I if Rodney Back was here, he would take me on in a five-minute challenge. That's how white and how much of a boy I am. Oh, boy. So, before getting into Circuit 85, let's uh, play something here. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Gorilla Monsoon, the 
Macho Man Randy Savage and Baltimore's own football legend, NFL Hall of Famer, Art O'Donnell. And we're going to have a new king crown here tonight, Art. Who do you think that's going to be? Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. We are one day actually going to do King of the Ring 94. Not sure what the hit's going to be yet. Right now, I believe next week, we're going to do Slamboree 95. um, And just go from there and just play everything by ear and figure out what to do from there. Um, Quick note, if you haven't watched NXT tonight, go watch it. They have an amazing uh, video package uh, uh, for Finn Balor building up his NXT title match in a few weeks with Kevin Owens. Um, And it's part one of a multi-part series. And it really is worth going out of your way to go check out. Speaking of things out of your way to check out, Starcade 85, uh, Thanksgiving night, 1985, November 28th, actually. Um, And this show, like I said last week, may be the pinnacle of booking from the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Now, uh, Starcade is the third Starcade. In prior years, uh, in A uh the whole show was from Greensboro and then closed-circuited around the uh, southeast portion, around the mid-Atlantic. Uh, this year, they tried something a little bit different. Uh, they did um, the show live from two locations, uh, Greensboro and the Omni in Atlanta, and they would go back and forth. So it was kind of like WrestleMania two, except they only did it with two locations, and they did it much smoother than... Um, WWE did. Go figure, right? Um, Tony Schiavone and Bob Cottle were the announced team, and they uh, sh- they did the entire show from Atlanta while Johnny Weaver was backstage in Greensboro doing interviews. And he, I don't know how often he ever did uh, on cameras, but he just stood there at one point with a big goofy smile on his face and kept looking from the camera to the monitor to see if he was still on screen. Uh, so it was just funny to watch his eyes dart back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, we started the show with a match for the vacant Mid-Atlantic Championship, Crusher Khrushchev, who would later become uh, Demolition Smash, Repo Man, Blacktop Bully, Mr. Hole-in-One, it's Barry Darso, everybody. And he took on Sam Houston, who is the half-brother of Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, they don't mention why the Mid-Atlantic title is currently vacant, um, except they did mention that people like Ric Flair have been uh, Mid-Atlantic champions to let you know that, hey, you know, the Mid-Atlantic champion, uh, you know, it might be a stepping stone belt, but, hey, former champions have become world champions. Um the uh, Crusher Khrushchev used dreaded Russian moves like the bear hug uh, to gain the advantage. Uh, Sam fought out of the bear hug, hit his running knee. Um, Sam went for the ten punches of doom, but only got a two count off of a uh, running bulldog. Um, he went for the pin, uh, and Crusher Khrushchev got his foot on the ropes. Uh, Sam thought he'd won, and so he started celebrating. Unfortunately, uh, he didn't win. Instead, uh, Crusher hit him with a Russian sickle, which was the clothesline, and the referee counted three, and of course the big controversy, quote-unquote, was that Sam Houston ended up with his foot on the rope. Uh, the referee didn't see it, and uh, Crusher actually pulled his foot off before the referee 
could eventually see it. We then got the Mexican death match. This is the second time we've done a Mexican death match in the show. And the first time we have somebody who's actually Mexican. Uh, Raging Bull, Benny Fernandez versus Abdullah the Butcher, who had number one Paul Jones. Now, it's a Mexican death match, so you, me, and 500 people are probably all thinking, well, that's simple enough. Uh, you know, it's just a street fight, right? No. This was a pole match uh, where they put a sombrero at the top of a pole, and both uh, the first person to grab the sombrero on top of the pole would win. I'm not joking. That is the rules of the Mexican death match. That, and, yes, they fully expected 460-pound Abdullah the Butcher to climb the pole and get the sombrero. I think this may have been... Uh, I think uh, they may have uh, bended the rules a little bit to help Manny win this thing here. <clears throat> uh, despite being a notice qualification match, Abdullah made sure to use the foreign object only behind the referee's back. Um, and this show, as a matter of fact, was just a blood fest the entire time, and uh, Manny and Abdullah both were wearing the crimson mask uh, uh, very shortly and two minutes in, Um, and let's see here. Uh, Finally, Abdullah's actually, actually, I'm sorry, Manny's climbing the uh, ropes and climbing up the pole when Abdullah hit him in the nuts with a foreign object. Right in the nuts. Am I allowed to say nuts? I don't know, but they did. Um, That somehow is not the finish. Uh, Manny then hits the flying burrito, which is not me being racist. That's what it was called by Tony Schiavone, the flying burrito. Um, And Abdullah uh, fell out of the ring after posting himself. So Manny climbed up, got a sombrero and won, much to the disdain of number one, Paul Jones. Um, backstage, uh, backstage in Greensboro, Johnny Weaver interviewed Crusher Khrushchev, the new Mid-Atlantic champion. He doesn't even attempt to do a bad, fake Russian accent, but he does thank Ivan and Nikita Koloff for the help in training. And so the Russians now have six titles. And when, he, when Johnny Weaver said that, I thought they won six championships. Uh, but no, the, the six belts are the Mid-Atlantic belt, the tag team titles held by the Koloffs, and the six-man tag team titles held by the three of them. Um, Brian just uh, texted me back saying that he's work, 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 never a dull moment, and that this is the last Wednesday shift he signs up for. I doubt that very, very much. Uh, So let's see here. From there, we get the Texas Bull Rope match. Uh, Cowboy Ron Bass versus Black Bart. Uh, Ron Bass is a baby face, and, you know, it's kind of funny to think about since he was a heel in WWE for a couple of years there. Um, the thing is, J.J. Dillon was the manager of Black Bart at the time, and if uh, Ron Bass defeated Black Bart in this Texas Bull Rope match, uh, he would get a special five-minute Texas Bull Rope match with J.J. Dillon. And now we are in Greensboro, and what says the Texas Bull Rope match like North Carolina? This is, of course, before the official formation of the Four Horsemen. J.J. is not wearing his nice suit. Instead, he's uh, 
wearing what turned out to be Nikolai Volkov's tuxedo shirt and blue jeans. Uh, both men were bleeding again very quickly, which made them the third and fourth people to be bleeding tonight. Um, and uh, they did announce, by the way, for those of you being in Atlanta uh, 30 years ago, that the Bunkhouse Stampede is going to be in the Omni on December 8th at 8 p.m. Um, and finally, Ron Bass did win with a cowbell shot off the middle rope. Um, as soon as he got the pin, J.J. Dillon ran in and immediately attacks Bass, hitting him several times with the crow, I'm sorry, the crowbar, the cowbell, uh, to start off that match. Um, and this match was basically J.J. beat up uh, Ron for a while, but Bass hooked up and uh, no-sold everything and smashed Dylan with the cowbell, making Dylan the fifth person to bleed on this show. Um, and the referee accidentally got hit with the cowbell at one point. I'm sure he was bleeding, uh, but we didn't see it. Um, Blackbird eventually runs in and hits the power driver on Ron Bass, and with Michael Cole screaming, No, not this way! Damn it! J.J. Dillon picked up the win um, in the five-minute Texas bull rope match against the cowboy Ron Bass. Don't ask me why I broke into that accent just then. <sighs> so let's take a brief break now that we're done three and a half matches and uh, pay some bills, shall we? Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Here it comes. Blood-killing fear. Heart-stopping danger. Starcade 86 presents The Night of the Skywalker. The greatest wrestling video ever. The Road Warriors, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. 1,000 pounds of bone-crushing power suspended three stories high. Who wins? Who learns to fly? Who gets to shave? Jimmy Valiant, Big Mama, or Paul Jones? Plus, the Andersons and the Rock and Roll Express, the Louisville Street Fight with Big Bubba Rogers and Ronnie Garvin, and the big one, Ric Flair versus Nikita Koloff. The Night of the Skywalkers from Starcade 86. Yes, I'm plugging Starcade 86 while we're reviewing Starcade 85. So go, you know, pay $39.98 and get your videotape of Starcade 86. Maybe you can keep Jim Crocker Promotions from going out of business. You never know. Um, we then went back to Atlanta for their own gimmick match, which was going to be an arm wrestling match between superstar Billy Graham and the Barbarian. Um, and this was a special $10,000 arm wrestling match. Um, and it will then be led uh, by an actual wrestling match. Superstar Billy Graham used the final countdown as his theme and led to me chanting, yes, 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 um, but it's for the wrong former world champion. Um, now, uh, the Barbarian looked like a million bucks here. He almost got down Superstar Billy Graham. However, Graham uh, did get back and uh, won the arm wrestling. Paul Jones immediately hit Graham with a cane, and the match was on. It's not a good night for uh, poor Paul Jones here. Uh, Barbarian bit Graham's forehead, busting him open. He was the sixth person bleeding. Uh, Barbarian missed the leg drop, but he ran Graham over when Graham went for the bear hug. Um, Barbarian went to the top, missed the diving headbutt, and Graham locked on the bear hug 
Barbarian is trying to break it, but to no avail. He's almost out of it when Paul Jones runs in, hits Billy Graham with the cane, and causes a disqualification. So Billy Graham wins by DQ. Uh, Graham quickly gets the cane away, but before he could do anything, the Barbarian attacked him and beat him outside the ring, including with the metal folding chair. And so from there, we jump back to Greensboro for the national title match as terrific Terry Taylor defends his national championship against Buddy Landell. Now, J.J. Dillon was supposed to be in the corner of Buddy. Um, However, he's not here. I'm sure he's in the back celebrating his big victory in the bull rope match a few minutes earlier. Uh, Landell claimed to be the only true nature boy. And I'm sure this was a really good angle, but like Ric Flair said in his book, Dusty didn't book anyone else to be called the American Dream. Um, Taylor wore a ja- uh, I'm sorry, Taylor wore his jacket that had a picture of the state of Florida on it. Needless to say, this is not the robe that he eventually sold to Bobby Roode. Um, also announced, by the way, in case you're going back in time tw- 30 years ago, uh, the scope in Norfolk, Virginia, will hold a bunkhouse stampede December 12th at 8.15. Mm-hmm. Um, Landell used a one-punch knockout that would not be seen again until Trish Stratus punched Mickey James at WrestleMania 22 after Mickey grabbed Trish's crotch and did the little motion with her hand that later got edited out of the DVD. Um... <laughs> Taylor fought out of a camel clutch and stood on Landell's face. That's something. Remember when Tank Abbott stood on Big Al's face? Of course you don't. That's why you have me here to remind you. Um, Dylan hopped. Dylan, uh, by the way, J.J. Dillon ran in, uh, threw an international object to Landell. The referee took a couple bumps while Landell hits Taylor with it. J.J. hops up on the apron, but Landell gets thrown right into him. So Terry sets Buddy up on the top rope. Goes for the superplex, but Dylan trips Terry Taylor. Landell falls on top. The referee gets up, and we have a new national heavyweight champion. Buddy Landell defeats Terry Taylor through dastardly means. Just dastardly. And comes out with the championship belt. What a bastard he turned out to be, huh? <sighs> So that leads us now back to Atlanta for the National Tag Team Championship. As Ole and Arn Anderson defend their championships against the oddball team of Wahoo McDaniel and Billy Jack Haynes. Now, Daniel, I'm sorry, McDaniel and Haynes are the U.S. Tag Team Champions, which led me to stating that Mid Atlantic has way too many belts. But I'm not telling anything that you don't already know, am I? So this match, you know, the match was fine. Um, And Billy Jack is using the power of Oregon uh, to uh, compel him to overpower Arn. Ole is in and fares no better because Billy Jack is strong as fuck. Um, Wahoo tags in and runs wild until Ole uses his crazy old man power to take him down and get the heat. Uh, Wahoo tries reaching out to the neutral corner to get uh, the tag to Billy Jack, so no uh, wonder why Wahoo had to wear glasses. 
the Andersons work over Wahoo's arm. I wish I could say more about it, except it would be Arn with an arm bar, Ole tags in with an arm bar, Arn tags in with an arm bar, Ole tags in with an arm bar. They sure do love the arm bar. I think that's the impetus for uh, Jericho's promo many years later. Um, sadly, Ole eventually went for a different move, so Wahoo was able to get out of it and make the hot tag. And so we got the Pier 6 brawl of all four men in the ring. Here's the question. Why was the why are the brawls always on Pier 6? Why are they not on Pier 5 or Pier 8? They're always on Pier 6, damn it. It's been a while since I've used that joke, huh? <laughs> so Wahoo and Arn are fighting in the corner. Ole trips Wahoo and holds down his ankle, and Arn gets the pin. So Arn and Ole retain the National Tag Team Championship. Meanwhile, back in Greensboro, Johnny Weaver interviewed Buddy Landell and J.J. Dillon, and both were very proud of their performances. How could they be proud of what they did tonight? I don't know. Well, before we get to the I Quit cage match for the United States Heavyweight Championship, let's play something. Let's see here. Going through everything I have. There we go. Worst promo ever. That's always good. Brady Boone and Scott Doring. How you doing, Doc? That was a hell of a finish. Coco Samoa. It's one of the fastest energetic men I've ever seen in the ring today. The belts are on the line. What can I say? He's got one fall under, uh, going for him. We may see the belts change, hand here, change hands here tonight. I, I really feel that, me and my new partner here. What we've got going, we feel, is one of the, one of the best combinations of tag teams I've ever been involved with. I feel this. My partner here, he's one of the fastest men, one of the most agile energetic individuals I've ever been teamed with. Now, me and Brady are going to be going after the belts in Pendleton, Washington. We got, we got the title on the line, the belts are on the line all week. We got Pendleton, we got Yakima. We're going after the clan, we're going after Budadeen, we're going after Mike Miller. We almost had him here tonight. The clan, Mike, uh, the clan jumped in there, they just blindsided us right from behind. It's not going to happen. By the time the week's over, we plan to have those belts right around our waist. Tell him, That's right, Scott. Uh, same goes for here. I couldn't have a better man on my quarter. He's, uh, he's big. He's powerful. That's exactly what someone like me needs to compliment myself. Let me tell you, there's a few things I don't understand. And one of them's, well, Rip Oliver can bring someone in like Buddha Dean, a flag-waving, flag-waving commie foreigner, and have the belt. I, it doesn't make sense to me. Mike Miller, you're no better. You're supporting The only thing American about you is your name. And they make beer. Let me tell you, Miller, Buddha Dean, Rip Oliver, we've been beating the pants off you all over the Pacific Northwest. Everywhere we go, we've been putting your shoulders down one, two, three. And when you do happen to maybe come out on a fall, it's from cheating. Well, let me tell you, whether it be Pendleton, Yakima, White Swan, Medford, Salem, right back in Eugene, and right here Saturday, we're going to get you. All right. Thanks very much, gentlemen. Like said, Don, by the end of the week, me and this man here are going to have those belts. Whatever the other one is, we're going to have them. Okay. Brady Boone, Scott Doring, we're going back out to the ring now for our second fall of our main event. First fall taken by Coco Samoa over Rip the Crippler Oliver. If you have a club, a church, a group, 
a school, an organization of some kind that you want to raise money for. You can book professional wrestling into your area. Yes, you can book professional wrestling and get quality promos like that one you just heard just now on this very program. We go to the United States Heavyweight Championship match inside of a steel cage with I Quit Rules. Tully Blanchard defending the gold, the eight pounds of silver against Magnum TA. Now, we haven't had uh, blood in two matches, but something tells me the streak is going to end here. And this is the first half of the Greensboro double main event as they had two cage matches on their show. Uh, in the first 30 seconds, Tully shoots Magnum right into the cage. Shockingly, Magnum is not bleeding just yet. Um, Magnum drops Tully through first on the top rope, but Tully pulls Magnum right into the cage. And yes, Magnum is wearing the crimson mask to be number seven. Magnum K immediately throws Tully into the cage several times, making him the eighth person on this show to bleed. Uh, uh, T.A. takes Tully down and bites him on the head right in front of Baby Doll, causing Baby Doll to scream. I wasn't. I think Baby Doll was the wife of Sam Houston. I could be wrong, or maybe not Sam Houston, but somebody definitely lower down on the uh, mid-Atlantic totem pole, and so it led to Dusty not pushing her because you know she should be sleeping with a main eventer like Dusty and not a jobber like Sam Houston. And I'm going to look this up here while uh, I'm talking, but this match was just. Brutal, like you'll. Ne- this is the type of the match that when WWE talks about all these I Quit matches, this is the type of I Quit match they would love to have. Except they will never allow such a bloodbath ever again. To their credit, by the way, you know we don't need everyone bleeding shit tons out, but you know the blood definitely helped this one, as both men were wearing not only wearing the crimson mask, they're wearing the crimson bodysuit in this one. Um, there were no real submissions in this match. Both men just beat on each other and kept asking him to say, I quit. Uh, Tully got tired of Earl Hebner, who was the referee, so he threw Earl down. Baby Doll threw a wooden chair into the ring, so Tully broke it and made a spike out of it. Um, he took the spike and was getting ready to jam it into Magnum, but Magnum fought it off. Much to the delight of the crowd, Magnum fought back. He stopped Tully from jamming it in there. And he turned it over, and he jammed the spike right into the head of Tully. Now, these two, they're professionals. They, they did this great. And like, they played it off like he was getting it into Tully's eye, but of course he didn't come anywhere close to Tully's eye. But, you know, they still played it off like that. And Tully unable to, you know, fight it off, he had to finally say, I quit, and forfeit the United States heavyweight title to his foe, to Magnum TA, and of course, this was the last Starcade that uh, Magnum TA uh, was with, because the next year, when allegedly he was going to get the world title, he got into that horrible car crash, and I was right, uh, Baby Doll uh, did, in fact, marry Sam Houston, uh, they had two daughters. Uh, let's see here. They separated. 
got back together, but then got divorced in 95. She now works at Walmart. Go figure. Whatever, right? Um, she was a very large woman, too. Um, just saying, there's nothing wrong with large women. Um, we then jump back to Atlanta for the Atlanta street fight. Now, this one. We had the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette in their corner versus Jimmy Valiant, Miss Atlanta Lively, and they had Big Mama in their corner. Now, you might be sitting there wondering, why do they have a mixed tag team Atlanta street fight? Don't worry your pretty little head about such things, because it was not a a mixed tag team match. It was Miss Atlanta Lively, for some strange, odd, unknown reason, was Ronnie Garvin in drag. That man would uh, main event Starcade in just two years as the world heavyweight champion, and he's doing drag. Now, I'm sure there was some very good reason why Ron Garvin decided to just uh, put on a dress to wrestle here. Um, and I'm going to look that up for us right now here. Looking around, 85. Um, doesn't actually say, uh, just... The only thing I'm finding on Wikipedia here is that, uh, literally, that's all he said, is that he uh, wrestled in drag, as we said, Atlanta Lively. Anyway, so the, uh, I must say, after the Mexican street fight and the Texas death match, it was nice to have the Atlanta street fight here in Atlanta. Uh, The Midnight's wrestled in tuxedos, and, you know, maybe that's how they dress on the streets. Who knows? Um, Dennis Condrew is busted open seconds into the match, bringing the ninth person to bleed. Valiant hip-tossed Eaton right on the cold, hard concrete floor, and Eaton was bleeding, so he was number 10. Uh, Valiant slept on the sleeper hold, and I just noticed that Ronnie Garvin was wrestling the match in heels. He pro- uh, by the way, he, he walked better in heels than A.J. Lee ever did, which, yeah. At one point, the Midnight Express caught the heat and tried to take off the clothes, of Miss Atlanta Lively. Honestly, whatever he was wearing underneath is probably worse to see that than it ever would have been to just see him in drag. Um, the Express double team Miss Atlanta Lively so Cornette could try to hit him with the tennis racket. The Boogie Woogie Man is outside, bleeding, so he's the 11th person bleeding in this match. Bob Eaton comes off the top rope, but Miss Atlanta Lively hits him with an uppercut and wins the match for the team. So Jimmy Valiant and Miss Atlanta Lively won the match and then stripped Jim Cornette down to his boxers. Oh, boy. Back in Greensboro. It is time for the second half of the Greensboro double main event. And it should be a ring-a-ding-dong dandy when Ivan and Nikita Koloff, with Crusher Khrushchev in their corner, defend the World Tag Team Championship of the World against the Rock and Roll Express, who had Don Kernodal in their corner. Um, Nikita used the Russian forearm, but backed off by a dropkick by Morton. Ivan tagged in and almost got pinned immediately with a crossbody block. They announced, in case again you're going back in time 30 years ago, uh, that January 4th in the Greensboro Coliseum, a one-night tournament, a one-night tournament that night, to crown a new television champion. 
since Dusty Rhodes got stripped of the title because he was injured back in September, we're now going to crown the new champion on January 4th. I would normally point out that that's going head-to-head with the Tokyo Dome show, except they didn't start doing that until 92. Um, this was a really fun match. Um, Ivan was bleeding, Robert Gibson was bleeding, so it was 13 people on the show. And uh, Nikita at one point hit the uh, Russian-Polish hammer for a two-count. Uh, the referee uh, took a bump for some reason, not even seen. Uh, Gibson had the match won, but the referee was down. The Russians double-teamed Gibson and had the match won themselves, but again, no referee. Finally, Ricky Morton tags in. The referee wakes up, and Morton rolls up Nikita for the win and to become the new tag team champions, the Rock and Roll Express. Um, Crusher Khrushchev jumped in the ring, and they all beat down Robert Gibson. Ricky Morton got thrown out of the cage. They already knocked down and made Don Ternoto bleed for some reason. So he was the 14th person bleeding. And finally, other wrestlers ran in, were able to run off the Russians, and the Russians are mad that now they only have four belts. All righty. Main event time. The World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Nature Boy Ric Flair... A Mac and Dream, Dusty Road, Levin and Pollock, if you will. And let's see here. Actually, I don't know why, but I removed the Dusty Road's Hard Time video from this, so I can't play it right now. Instead, let's play something else. <sighs> let's see. One moment. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. True Grit. True Grit. True Grit. It's a competition in a class by itself. Star K88. True Grit. The biggest, baddest wrestling event of the year. Now available on video cassette. Witness over two hours of thrilling, heart-stopping action. It's an eye for an eye when sizzling hot Sting tags up against the awesome might of the Road Warriors. And massive Bam Bam Bigelow gets his shot at the U.S. heavyweight title. And the self-confident Barry Windham. Plus, dog-faced gremlin Rick Steiner struggles for his honor. And the world TV title against former teammate Mike Rotunda. The Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. And the original Midnight Express with Paul E. Dangerously. Fight for supremacy in a raging grudge match. And Steve, Dr. Death Williams, tags up with Gamesmaster Kevin Sullivan in an intense duel with the Fantastics for the U.S. Tag Team Championship. And the ultimate five-time world heavyweight champion, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, collides with total package Lex Luger in a powerful NWA World Heavyweight Championship matchup that may never again be repeated. Plus, much, much more. You won't want to miss a minute of this historic first-class competition. Starcade 88, True Grit. Reserve your ringside seat by ordering this action-packed video cassette today. Speaking of Russians, Starkey 88, uh, Junkyard Dog teamed with Ivan Koloff, I believe, against the Russian assassins, who, again, one of them was Jack Victory. World title time, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, 
31-minute time limit, because that's all that was left in the show. Um, this feud, the entire feud was documented on the 2004 WWE Ultimate Ric Flair Collection DVD. Um, that's one of those DVDs, if you don't own that original Ric Flair DVD, it doesn't cost that much these days, I can't believe. So go and buy it. Uh, we did review their match at Circuit 84 last week. Just that really bad main event match uh, that Flair won because of uh, Joe Frazier stopping the match on the count of blood. And this match was not that. This match was very good. Uh, and I don't want to say go out of your way to see it, but it was just an excellent, excellent match. Um, uh, Dusty was moving pretty well, I must say, um, for this one. They did go back and forth. They wrestled about 25 minutes, actually. Um, at one point, uh, Dusty finally does the 10 punches of Doom, followed by the flip-flop and fly. Dusty went to mule kick Flair in the face, but Flair moved, and so Dusty kicked the, in- the corner turnbuckle with his injured foot. Um, Flair at one point started bleeding, and I have no idea how or why it happened. So he was the 15th person to bleed. Um, Dusty's building momentum. He hits a clothesline, gets a two count, and Flair kicks out and kicks Dusty off onto Tommy Young, the referee. Flair then accidentally knocks the ref outside the ring as the fight continues. Dusty locks on the figure four. Flair may be giving up. But we don't know. Anyway, here come the Andersons, Arn and only. You can see in the corner, Tommy Young is starting to get up. But Dusty kicks Arn Anderson out of the ring, who falls onto Tommy Young. Another referee runs in. And Dusty, with an inside cradle, one, two, three. And Dusty Rhodes is the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Or is he? Yes, this was a dusty finish. Um, They went off the air, making you believe that Dusty won the title. The champagne was flowing. The babyfaces all celebrated. That's another thing. The babyfaces all celebrated together because a babyface won the world title. And so everyone jumped up in joy. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, then two weeks later on TV, it was announced that they're taking the title from him. Uh, due to uh, the referee getting hit by Flair, due to the horseman interfering. And so it was a DQ victory for Dusty, but Flair ended up retaining the championship. Um, Just a fun main event to cap off a really, really good show, full of blood and violence and gore. And so if you're a fan of blood and violence and gore, this is the show for you, because 15 people bled. You know the number of world titles John Cena has? That's the number of people who bled on this show. You can go and just count them off. You're like, the first person to bleed, you're like, well, that's JBL at WrestleMania. Second one, that's Edge at the Royal Rumble, et cetera, et cetera. And this show is an easy thumbs up for me. If Brian were here, I'm sure he'd say, um, yeah, it was was all right, yeah. And I'd force him to give a thumbs up. And I'd call Brian now, except Lord knows whatever the hell he's doing over there. <sighs> so that's that. So let's look around here. By the way, next week I'll be back to do Slambury 95. No idea if Brian ever will be again. 
We'll see, I guess. Um, by the way, the Ultimate Ric Flair Collection, you can buy a font Amazon right now for the low, low price of $5. Did I say $5? No, I said $5. You can also get his book for $0.18. Cents. So, yeah. <sighs> Let's see here. What else is there to talk about in the world of wrestling out there? Uh, by the way, ROH Fest in the World this Saturday, or I'm sorry, this Friday night, and I am going to be uh, in New York at the show. So if you see me, come over and say hi. I'm going to be sitting third row ringside when Jay Lethal defeats Jay Briscoe and wins the heavyweight championship of the world. You heard it from me first. Well, you probably didn't hear it from me first. You probably heard it from me. I'm like the 103rd person who's probably told you this. Except, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, and that's about it. I should. Um, looks like I don't know. Looks like Brian probably won't be able to call in. Uh, let's play some stuff and kill some time here uh, while waiting for Brian to come in, if he does or not. Uh, let's play this oldie but a goodie. Hey Johnny, what's going on? Man? Oh, hi Mike, what's new? Um, doing? actually, Johnny, I got I got a little bit of a, a tragedy uh-huh. on my hands. Yeah, me and Michelle, we were we were making out uh, at your place, <laughs> and um, Lisa and Claudette sort of uh, walked in on us in the middle of it. That's not the end of the story. Oh, go on, I'm I'm listening. Okay, we're go- we're going at it, and um. I get out of there as fast as possible. You know, I, I get my pants, I get my shirt, and I get out of there. And then about halfway down the stairs, I realize that I, I have misplaced. I, uh, I have forgotten something. Mm-hmm. Uh, my underwear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I come back to get it, you know, uh-huh. and I pretend that I need a book. You know, uh-huh, I'm looking uh-huh. for my book. And then I, I reach in and put the underwear in my pocket and sort of slide out real quick. Uh-huh. Well, Claudette, she saw it sticking out uh-huh. of my pocket. Uh-huh. She pulls it out, mm-hmm. and she's uh, showing everybody me underwears. You must be kidding, underwear. I got the picture. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's life. Nah. Yeah. Hey, Johnny. Hey, hey Mike. Oh, hey, Danny. Hey, hey, do you want to play some football? I got to go see Michelle in a little bit to make out with her. Oh, so sh- I'm sorry. Come on. Football. Let's go. Come on. All right, whatever. All right, let's go for it. I'm going out. All right. Yeah, sorry you had to see that. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoyed it. <laughs> All I Studying, right? Yeah. Well... <laughs> I don't study like that. He <laughs> doesn't. Hey, Jenny. Hey, what's up, Mark? Oh, hi, Mark. Catch it. Come on, Mark. Too much? What are you guys? Oh, he's just telling us about an underwear issue. Dude, don't break. Don't. Underwear. Dude, it's kind of underwear. It's embarrassing, man. I don't want to get into it. Underwear, man. Come on. Oh, come on. Are you okay? Are you okay? Uh, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay? Sure. Uh huh. Right. Oh, oh, doctor. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm right. I'm fine. Yeah, Mark, why don't you take him home? And Mike, listen, if you need anything, call me. Anytime, all right? right. You'll be all right? Yeah. See you guys. See you guys. guys. Let's go home, Danny. Well, looky here. Look who finally decided to show up. Listen, when you have to work, work first and then fun later. 44 minutes into the show, welcome my soon-to-be former co-host, my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing this evening? Crazy. 
They're doing crazy? I'm you're really breaking up there. What was that? I, I said yes, I'm doing crazy this evening. Uh huh. And how 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 did you enjoy Stark eighty five, Brian? Ah you can tell us from the eighties. That's a, a great review, Brian. Yes. Uh, that's a great review. Yes, I have, but oh, nice. you know. Nice. It's time for you to tell us what you think of the show. The, my favorite match is, of course, Manny, uh, Manny versus Abdullah in the sombrero on the pole match. Hey, it's the Mexican death match. <laughs> Followed closely by the J.J. Uh, uh, Dillon versus, uh, uh, who the heck, uh, oh, crap, who the heck did he face? Where are your notes, um, Brian? Uh, uh, Ron Bass in the bull rope match that went not even five minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, Brian, how many yes. people bled on this show? A lot. Um, Fifteen. Fifteen, yes. <laughs> and, uh, the number of world titles John Cena's won, that many. Yes. Shocker. Including Don Kernodal, who was standing outside the cage, started bleeding too. He had nothing better to do, so that's why he started to bleed. So everyone heard my uh, review, uh, so let's go through yours. First up, uh, Mid-Atlantic Championship match, Crusher Crucia versus Sam Houston. Uh, I, I love how the referee get, goes blind when Kirstner makes the pinfall. At AK Demolition, what, what was he, Smash? Yeah, he was Smash. Yes. 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 Yep. Also, also, yes. I no, also, I noticed that uh, they pretty much stole half of WrestleMania 3's undercard for this pay-per-view. Well, yes, uh, they did go. They did go forward in time to see who's going to be wrestling WrestleMania 3, and then went back in time and you know booked them in matches on their show. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mexican death match, Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez versus Abdullah the Butcher with <laughs> number one, Paul Jones. A lot of blood. <laughs> and pretty quickly, too. I, 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 I felt Manny's pain when Abdullah hit him with a fork in the in the junk or whatever. In the balls? Yes, I, I, felt, the I balls. felt his pain. I felt his pain, uh, what, 28 years later. Yes. Um, by the way, I got a question for you. What the yes, hell sir. are you talking about with WrestleMania three? On this entire show, there's one person who was on WrestleMania three. Billy Jack Hayes. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I'm, what the I'm, hell I'm are you talking about? I didn't mean WrestleMania three. I meant like a whole bunch of WWE undercarders that you know they stole or whatever else, and or like older people like. Uh, uh, Superstar Billy Graham, Wahoo McDaniel. Oh, oh boy. Anyway, so you you were not a fan of uh, Manny being punched in the nuts with the international object? Yeah, no, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, how about uh, what do you think of Johnny Weaver uh, being backstage and uh, with his eyes darting back and forth between the camera and off camera? <laughs> you mean the cue cards? I was holding up what he had to say. Uh, either the cue cards or the uh, the TV, the monitor, uh, showing uh, if he was on camera or not. No, yeah. I, I found it enjoying. <laughs> How about the Texas Bull Rope match with Ron Bass and Black Bart? <laughs> Why were they in this match to begin with? Because they were feuding with each other. So the, on top of you know, and also this pay per view can be called the the gimmick, like the the, the pay per view of gimmick matches. That's for sure. There's enough of them on this pay per view to last for a while. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Fun time. And then of course we got yeah, match three point five, which was uh, Ron Bass versus J.J. Dillon in the five minute Texas Bull Rope match. Yes, but that ended. But that ended rather quickly, though, if I'm not mistaken. By disqualification. How does the no disqualification match end in disqualification? It didn't end in disqualification. J.J. pinned them. Oh, that's right. Which, which one Which one ended in the disqualification? Neither of them. No, no, no. Like, which, which gimmick match? There was a gimmick match that ended in disqualification, I thought. No. The arm wrestling mm-hmm. match, Superstar Billygram won. The wrestling yeah, match yeah. was a DQ, but it wasn't a gimmick yeah. match. There you go. Uh, that's, that's you're just weird. Speaking hey, of which, arm wrestling. Superstar Billy Graham, Barbarian, and arm wrestling, Brian. And yeah, this is a special ten thing in the world. Yes, a special ten thousand dollar arm wrestling match. Superstar yeah, Billy Graham, Barbarian, show me the money. You're poo-pooing no. it, but I don't remember you winning a $10,000 arm wrestling match. I never entered in a $10,000 arm wrestling match, Emerson. What the hell are you waiting for, Brian? A, a chance to actually win? <laughs> <sighs> so Graham won. Paul Jones immediately hit him with a cane, so we got a wrestling match. Um, yes. And what did you think of it? It, it was a typical big man versus big man power match, but that that ended in disqualification. It was very short too, if I'm not mistaken. Three minutes, baby. Yeah, a little short. Mm. It's okay. Okay, and then we got the national title match: Terry Taylor <laughs> versus Buddy Landell. Terrific, Terry Taylor against Buddy Landell, Brian. <laughs> this match went way too long. <laughs> it went ten minutes. Yep, way too long. Wow. Yeah. Now tell tell me, yeah. Brian, are you going to go back in time thirty years and go to the Scope in Norfolk, Virginia, to see the Bunkhouse Stampede on December twelfth at eight fifteen? No, no, I think I'll pass. Thanks for the offer, though. Appreciate it. Damn, yeah. lazy ass, yeah, Brian. I'm sorry. Didn't Barbarian win that Stampede match? I don't know, but I'm sure Dusty Rhodes won the whole thing. No, he didn't. He got eliminated. I remember that. What are you... When have you ever seen 
this random Bunkhouse Stampede it. from 1985. I actually, I, I actually did watch it. You, where did you watch it? The, it was just a match I watched. It was on YouTube one day. I got bored and was looking up. I'm like, oh, I never heard of this match, and I watched it. Uh-huh. Now, again, that was not the finals, because Dusty Rhodes always won the finals. Oh, well, I don't know what happened. All I, all I know is uh-huh. that it was, it was the one that the cage was in, and then you got eliminated by being thrown out the door over the top of the cage. Correct. Am I thinking the you same thing? You the one in 88. That was won by Dusty Rhodes on pay-per-view. Oh, I'll free watch it. Uh, so, what do you think of the national title match, other than 10 minutes is just way too long for your attention? It was way too long. I I I thought I thought the match was kind of boring personally. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't. Oh, you know, we kind of have a boring. new national yeah. champion, Brian. Buddy Landell won the national title. Does he want a cookie? What was that? Does he want a cookie? Yes, he should get a very big cookie. Okay, and I will try. Speaking of a very big cookie, we're gonna pay some bills here again. Emotional consideration paid for by the following. True Grit. True Grit. True Grit. It's a competition in a class by itself. Starcade 88. True Grit. The biggest, baddest wrestling event of the year. Now available on video cassette. Witness over two hours of thrilling, heart-stopping action. It's an eye for an eye when sizzling hot sting tags up against the awesome might of the Road Warriors. And massive Bam Bam Bigelow gets his shot at the U.S. heavyweight title and the self-confident Barry Windham. Plus, dog-faced gremlin Rick Steiner struggles for his honor and the world TV title against former teammate Mike Rotunda. The Midnight Express with Jim Cornette and the original Midnight Express with Paul E. Dangerously fight for supremacy in a raging grudge match. And Steve, Dr. Death Williams tags up with Games Master Kevin Sullivan in an intense duel with the Fantastics for the U.S. Tag Team Championship. And the ultimate five-time world heavyweight champion nature boy Ric Flair collides with total package Lex Luger in a powerful NWA world heavyweight championship matchup that may never again be repeated. Plus, much, much more. You won't want to miss a minute of this historic first-class competition. Starcade 88 True Grit. Reserve your ringside seat by ordering this action-packed video cassette today. So, Brian, did you order that action-packed video cassette for only $39 no. and... It's only $39.98. Well, if maybe they would have matches they announced on the on the show, I may have bought it, but they didn't. They said Ric Flair versus Lex Luger for the world title. And Sting, versus, Sting versus the Road Warriors for the world tag team title. Yeah, no, still. Uh, fine. Be that way. In that case, I, I want you to talk about the National Tag Team Championship, Ole and Arn Anderson versus the U.S. Tag Team Champions, Wahoo McDaniel and Billy Jerk Haynes. The only thing I got to say... What do you think the average age of this match was? I don't know. Ole is a perpetually old man. Arn was in his probably late early 30s at this point. 
Wahoo is old mm-hmm. as fuck. Billy Jerk was in his 20s. So, you know, it averaged out at about 30. Nice. 30-ish. Yeah. And all I thought was, Mid-Atlantic has way too many belts. I agree. Strongly with that statement. Like, Ole and Arn are the national tag team champions. Wahoo and Billy Jerk were the U.S. tag team champions. The Russians were the world tag team champions. And they were the six-man tag team champions. Plus, Crusher Khrushchev is now the Mid-Atlantic champion. The TV title is vacant. Uh, Buddy Landell won the national title. The U.S. title is still... You need a, uh, like a running log to keep track of who's got all the belts, Brian. This is a true statement. Very true statement. Yeah. Uh, so my highlight of this tag team match was when Wahoo tried reaching out for the tag, but he was in a neutral corner. So, you know, Billy Jerk was nowhere to be seen. Yes, I, I, I do remember that part. That was a very funny part indeed. Yes. No wonder Wahoo needed glasses, right? That explains a lot. Yeah. So what else did you think about this Jack. match with all the arm bars? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a very old match. Well, it's 30 people. years old now, Brian, but... Too many old people. Too many old people. Oh, I'm going to throw something at you. Good luck with that. You, you don't think I will. I will. I'll Good whoop your ass, boy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, like make sure make sure after we finish the show, you go back and listen to the first minute of the show. Do you, do you totally rip on me? Just make sure to go back and listen to it. I'll do it, and I'll curse you out, probably. Or you'll laugh, one of the two. I'm going to curse you out, probably. Uh-huh. Well, how about the first half of the Greensboro double main event inside of a steel cage, I quit rules, uh, Magnum TA, Tully Blanchard for the U.S. title? I've seen this match 15 million times. It's still amazing. It is still a great match, I agree. Lots yeah, of blood. Well, when I mean lots, I mean extremely amounts. Yes, they were wearing the crimson bodysuit instead of yeah. the crimson mask. Yes, it was it was a bodysuit. Good point. Well, what else do you think about the match? It was a trade good down, you know. It was, it was a classic brawl inside a cage. It was very gruesome. The ending saw Magnus C.A. make Tully Blanchard quit after he put a, a piece of a wooden chair directly above his eye. Yep, I... Notice that uh, these two are great wrestlers. They're able to make it look like and then sell it like Magnum is poking him in the eye, even though he came nowhere close. Yes. Nowhere close, no. Absolutely not. And Magnum became oh, yeah. the U.S. champion in his last match ever at Starcade. Sad. And speaking of the exact opposite of that... Speaking of the complete yes, we get the Atlanta street fight with the Midnight Express in tuxedos versus Jimmy Valiant and Miss Atlanta Lively. 
Now, Brian, who was Miss Atlanta Lively? I'm not even really sure. It was Ron Garvin in drag. Oh, Jesus. That explains it. That man would be world champion just two years later. Hmm. What were they thinking? Well, it's simple. They wanted to uh, uh, do a world title change at Starcade and wanted Flair to win it. But the problem is Flair was already the champion, so he had to lose to somebody. And the five people that they were going to pick ahead of Flair all refused to be a 60-day world champion. So uh-huh. Ronnie Garvin got the nod. Ronnie, Ronnie, come here. Come here, yeah. We want you to be world champion. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. For 60 days. Oh. Well, I have nothing else to do. All right, go ahead. Well, at least you're not asking me to wear a dress again. Yeah, yeah. No, baby. No, no, baby, you don't get time. it. Okay, it's true, Ronnie. At, at, at Starcade, you're going to wear a dress, baby. You're going to defend the world title against Ric Flair, baby. Against Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Laughing in public, if you will, baby. So, other than that, what did you think of the Atlanta street fight, Brian? Oh, I think it. You know, I was just happy that after the Mexican death match and the Texas bull rope match, that we had the Atlanta street fight in Atlanta. Yeah, that, I was I was quite pleased with that too. <laughs> I was not pleased that they were trying to take off Ronnie Garvin's dress. Thank God for that. Uh, At first I thought it was a coal miner's glove match because they all had gloves on, but yeah, no. (laughs) I was wrong. Nope. Nope. And then, of course, the Greensboro main event. It was a real ring-a-ding-dong dandy with Ivan and Nikita versus the Rock and Roll Express in a cage for the World Tag Team Championship of the world. Like, like, Your I'm really surprised these guys are not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Like, either one of these two teams. Or even Nikita Koloff. Like, I'm shocked he's not in there. He should be in there. Maybe. Uh, who who in first? Demolition or the Rock and Roll Express? Demolition. They have to go in soon. My God, they had the freaking bushwhackers in there. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. Hey. I wonder if they keep, just keep refusing to go in. Maybe that's the issue. Or maybe they're just not asked. I, they're the great one of the greatest tag teams of the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Demolition, not the Bushwhackers, and I I just don't see how they would not be in there. They are. They do hold the record for the longest consecutive uh, tag team title reign in WWE history. Yeah. See? I don't know. It's, it's screwy. Oh. Well, what did you think of the of the cage match, Brian? Oh, it was a nail-biter fighter. It was definitely a nail-biter. It was biter. a nail-biter? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you uh, want to say about it? Nope, it was a nail player. <laughs> this whole paper view is a joke. Why did you make me review it? Because uh, you didn't watch, you didn't review last week's show, and I'm making you watch, making you review this week's show. Last week's show was the dusty. No, oh, what was last week's show? Last week's show was Wrestle War '89. 
Oh, sorry, I, was, I, didn't, I didn't notice that one. I'm sorry. Yep. And All what's right. the point of having you on the show if you're not going to review the show that I had you watch? Listen, I, I whatchamacallit, I had a reasonable excuse as to why I didn't go on last week. Uh-huh. Always an excuse with you. Yeah, it works out good, though. Yeah? So how was the cage match? The the one with the cult of the Russians versus Rock and Roll Express? Yes, that one. Everyone bled besides Cola, besides Nikita. Correct? Yes. Or was it Ivan that didn't bleed? Okay, yeah. So, yeah. It was just a blood fest. That's all, that's all it was. It was the power guys and the fast-paced guys and the power of the heel team that had the advantage of pretty much the entire match. And then the face team pulls, you know, shit out of their asses and goes from there. And they win. They pulled shit out of their asses? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it was... I, I, found it, I found it enjoyable. Like, I still don't understand why they have to tag in and tag out in tag team cage matches. Like, I, I, don't, I still don't understand that, but it's, you know, whatever. They pulled so. shit out of their asses. Did they not? No, actually, they didn't. Uh, oh my God! That's that's going up into the Hall of Fame, I think. Thanks, Emerson. Appreciate that. Right next to, I'm afraid I have bad news. The show starts now. And and Brian, don't curse. What the fuck? Fuck! Fuck! Getting fuck! Getting fuck! Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Here it comes. Blood-killing fear. Heart-stopping danger. Starcade 86 presents The Night of the Skywalker. The greatest wrestling video ever. The Road Warriors, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express. 1,000 pounds of bone-crushing power suspended three stories high. Who wins? Who learns to fly? Who gets to shave? Jimmy Valiant, Big Mama, or Paul Jones? Plus, the Andersons and the Rock and Roll Express. The Louisville Street Fight with Big Bubba Rogers and Ronnie Garvin. And the big one, Ric Flair versus Nikita Koloff. The Night of the Skywalkers from Starcade 86. We should do that one soon, too. Which one's that? Starcade 86. Oh, God. Maybe sometime. What? I said maybe sometime down the road. Yes. So main event time, Brian, for the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Eric yeah. Flair, Dusty Rhodes, one on one. Tell us about it, Brian Whitner. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I said, tell us about it, Brian Whitner. It, it wasn't as good as the other matches they've had. That's for sure. Like, of the matches we've seen with these two, this is probably, like, my least favorite one. Okay, why was it your least favorite one? I don't know. Just I don't know. This rubs me the wrong way, I guess. How is this worse then the match that we watched last week, which went like 10 minutes, 
and end it because of a cut on his head. That's true. I didn't think of that. That's that's very true. I forgot all that. I'm sorry. But, yeah. I, mean, I don't know about you, Whitner. I guess. I'm sorry, Emerson. It, it was a decent match, I guess. It wasn't the best, but... Well, tell everyone what happened in the match. It was Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. They do the same crack pretty much every single match. Except for, except for Dusty didn't bleed. Flair was the only one who bled this match. So I'm kind of disappointed at Well, what was the finish of the match, Brian? Um, what, Ole and Oren ran down to interfere, and the referee got knocked out, like, twice. Um, what else? And uh, Flair went for the... No, Flair was a body slam, Dusty, and Dusty went to a small package. And they got a three count, so. Yeah. But did Dusty, Dusty really did. win the world title, Brian? This time, yes, I believe he did. No, he did not. He did not? I turned it off no. after Dusty won. I'm sorry. They, they hit the referee, and then the Andersons interfered. That's a disqualification, uh, Brian. Ah. Uh, yeah, I turned it off after this thing, after what you call it, after the uh, Dusty won. So. Uh huh. So that's the show, Brian. That was the show, Emerson, yes. Do I need to break your thumb to make sure you tell me that it's a thumbs up show? No. <laughs> Just for this year, 15 people bled to thumbs up. Okay, good boy. Here's a cookie. Nice mm, cookie. So what do you want to talk about, kid? I had this huge headache. Wow. This will go away. Yeah, 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 true story. True story. Tell us about it. I just had a headache. It's not going away. I thought it was caffeine. I drank some Pepsi. I thought it was food. I ate some food. Still there. Earlier, I thought of my contacts. I took my contacts out. Nothing. Did um, did you let someone punch you in the arm? No, no, not today. Well, maybe that would help. Maybe, you know, from being punched in the arm, you forget about, you know, the headache. I probably would. Good, good point, Emerson. I, I will have someone go punch me in the arm. I was in the sun all day today, so it might be from that. I don't know. I don't know, but if you need someone to punch you, you always have me. All right, well, you come down here, you punch me then, okay? Oh, no, you come up here and I'll punch you. No, 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 no. I get off work at 6, so it's all 6 o'clock, come down. Oh, I'll find some time to come punch you. I might punch you in, like, the face or something, you know, to, like... Good news, though. Hello, everyone, and welcome on Gorilla Monsoon, along with the Macho Man, Randy and Baltimore's own football legend, NFL Hall of Famer, Arno Dallo. And we're going to have a new king crowd here tonight, on Who do you think that's going to be? Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. Uh, so, Slamboree 95, Brian. Is what we're doing show? next week. Slamboree 95, okay. Yes. So you got here's your seven days notice, Brian. All right, thank you. I'll watch it next Wednesday at approximately six o'clock. Yes, that's what I'm sure you'll watch it. 
Oh, of God. course, that's what I'll do. <laughs> yes. So we're done for the night. Have anything right. else you want to say? Ah, uh, I'm sorry I'm late. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Occasionally, I'm sorry. Say good night. Good night. Say off feeder, Zane. Say off what? Off feeder, Zane. Alright, sounds good. Say Brian sucks. No. Yes. No. Brian sucks. You really, really sucks. Simon's already seen. I wasn't singing it to the theme that I have tonight. Uh huh. Bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.